The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. TechTown Detroit is a business incubator and accelerator, helping tech startups and local businesses launch and grow. TechTown supports businesses with co-working and office space, meeting space, and event space. They also connect entrepreneurs to resources and learning and networking events in Detroit. Join TechTown Detroit Thursday, October 10th for their annual fundraiser, Toast of the Town, a benefit celebrating Detroit's entrepreneurial spirit, which includes the fourth annual Salute Awards. Tickets available at techtowndetroit.org toast. TechTown Detroit, a 501c3 nonprofit helping Detroit startups and businesses start, stabilize, and scale. Hey everybody, happy Thursday. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. So glad to have you with me today. And coming up on today's program, another segment of interesting people doing cool things. My guest today is a doctor who's got a new method called direct primary care. He's the second person in the state of Michigan to actually look at this model, the first one in Southeast Michigan, and it's a new way of thinking about healthcare. We're gonna talk about that on the program today, so stick around for an interesting conversation on the Craig Folly Show. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services. Hey, Craig here. Thanks for checking out the show on this day. And uh, again, one of the cool things about doing this show is that I get to pick the people I want to talk to. And oftentimes, I mean, with all the politics and everything else that's going on out there, it's nice to take a break and just talk about cool people doing cool things. And maybe I'll just call it that. Maybe that's what the segment will be titled. I haven't decided yet. But I did that yesterday with the president of Kettering University. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, Dr. Robert McMahon is somebody worth listening to. So check that out. That was yesterday's podcast. You can find it. Today, I've got somebody equally as interesting. His name is Dr. Paul Thomas, and he's the owner of Plum Health, a clinic in southwest Detroit. He's about to move into the Corktown area with this practice, but he's doing something new here in the state, at least new for our area, and it's called direct primary care. Now, how is this different than typical healthcare coverage? Well, it's it's very much different. You basically pay a monthly fee, about the amount of a cell phone bill, and then you have access to a la carte services that come in at much lower prices and much better access to the actual physician in the practice. Now, where did the idea come from? How's it going so far? Is this something that has the potential to upend the healthcare system as we know it? Because the one thing we know about the healthcare system now is that there are very few people out there that actually understand how all this works, why we pay as much as we do for various things, why insurance companies get billed as high as they do for certain things, why prescription drugs cost as much as they do. It is a difficult system to navigate. Well, this new model of direct primary care seeks to upend that model, seeks to change the way we think about it and simplify it with transparency, cheap pricing, and better access. Joining me right now to talk a little bit more about it is Dr. Paul Thomas from Plum Health. Dr. Thomas, welcome to the Craig Folly Show. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I wanted to do this interview back when when we met up on Mackinac Island this past year uh, at the conference, and I was fascinated by this concept, this direct primary care concept, and and where it came from. Uh, And it's one of those things that 
it almost sounds for a, a typical healthcare customer, they're so used to being confused by billing, they're so used to being confused by the healthcare system, it almost seems like it's too easy in some capacity. Therefore, they might be a little bit freaked out by the concept. But first off, where did you come up with the idea of direct primary care? Before we get into fully what it is, uh, where did the idea come from? Why did you want to do it? Sure. Well, I first heard about it on a podcast, which is why I love speaking on podcasts and I love getting the word out to the next generation of doctors. This was back in 2012. I had thought that I'd be uh, in hospital medicine or working with residents, and I heard about it on a podcast. And then I saw a speaker come to Michigan with the uh, Michigan Academy of Family Physicians, and he talked about direct care. And so these two different doctors, one was in Denver, one was in Wichita, I asked them if I could shadow them and learn more about their practices. So I drove out there and I learned the best of what they were doing, and I brought it back to Detroit to start my practice. And, and I, I mean, it's a really simple concept. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it harkens back to a different day uh, of healthcare where you actually had a personal relationship with your doctor. You could walk in, get the care you needed, and, and not be charged an arm and a leg, uh, and, and frankly, not be confused by the bill system. Uh, I'm just wondering why this is coming back into fashion, I suppose, uh, because it, it used to be this way a long time ago. Right. I think there's a, a many different shifts happening. One, the cost of healthcare has become astronomical for everyday consumers. People are really hurting and are, have been hurt by being overcharged by the healthcare industrial complex, especially those folks who are uninsured or underinsured, where they're paying the full cost of services that are marked up for an insurance discount if somebody is insured. So what I mean by that, let's say in a, you get an MRI with your insurance, you get billed 3000 your insurance covers 80% of that, you're left paying you know, maybe 400 or $500. But if somebody's uninsured, they have to take the full brunt of that $3,000 charge. And that's really the crime of our current healthcare system because people are so reliant on insurance and everything is being billed through insurance that it marks up and inflates the cost of everything in the ecosystem. The second side of this, well, you, oh, 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 go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry. The second side of this is that doctors are being overwhelmed with so much paperwork and so much uh, meaningless charting, clicking boxes that has no tangible in impact on the health benefits for their patients. So they want to get out of that system where they're spending more time taking care of their computers than they're spending taking care of their patients. And so I think the supply side and the demand side is now there to make this a real movement. Well, I, I want to give people a better idea of, of what direct primary care is and, and what Plum Health is offering. Uh, people can go, again, to the doctor at any time. You can, they can call you. They can text you. Uh, they can email you. You will respond. Right away. Uh, they have guaranteed same-day or next-day visits. Mm -hmm which is something that I think a lot of people are freaked out by uh, because that just doesn't happen anymore. Um, you do a number of procedures in-house. Obviously, you know, you're encouraging people to carry insurance in case they have catastrophic illness. Of course. But, you know, keeping people out of emergency rooms for routine treatment is a huge, huge part of the part of the healthcare issue. Oh, isn't yeah. It? If you and I, I sometimes say like urgent cares should not exist. They're a symptom of a failed primary care system, because if you could get in to see your primary care doctor that day, which is the way it should be, you wouldn't need to go to an urgent care. And doctors can handle a lot of things that people traditionally go to the emergency room or urgent care for, like lacerations, like a cut finger, or like um, like a broken bone even, or um, 
you know, an asthma exacerbation, primary care doctors, family doctors are really well trained to take care of those concerns in their offices. Well, and, and, you know, getting people in, people need care when they need care. It's not necessarily like, okay, come in next week when you're having a problem with your asthma. Right. We try to get people in as soon as they need a, uh, need the service. For example, we had somebody who sent me, a, I had somebody send me a text this morning at 930 that said, you know, I think I have strep throat. I have a lot of pain in the back of my throat and I'd like to be seen today. I had an opening at one o'clock, one thirty, and then at, at 5 p.m. And he said, I'll take the one thirty. I just saw him at one thirty and treated him with, you know, a dollar and 20 cents worth of amoxicillin so that he can go on with his week and hopefully get back to work sooner than later. I, well, I, that's that's one of the things that sort of floored me when when you and I were talking about this originally is is the difference in what you can charge for basic prescriptions over what you would get charged at a pharmacy. Uh, you mentioned uh, you know a dollar twenty nine's worth of amoxicillin. How how much you know that's basically I'm assuming one course of treatment for that stuff. Yeah. Which typically, if you had a good copay on your insurance, would probably be ten bucks minimum. Um, but in some cases, it's a lot higher. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is if you're using insurance to buy your basic primary care services, know that you're paying an inflated price for those services. And amoxicillin is a great uh, example of it. You know, it's I'm giving him 20 tablets of amoxicillin. I'll take it twice a day for 10 days. Um, that's a recommended treatment course for this gentleman. And I think those come out to like nine cents a pill or even less, like seven cents a pill. So it's, you know, a dollar eighteen was the final charge on that one. Well, so you give prescription drugs that, that you are authorized to give. Um, well, and, and you can, I mean, you're a doctor, you can prescribe whatever you want. Exactly. Um, you're able to buy these things at cost. Uh, and, and I think that's what's going to shock a lot of people is, is the difference in what the cost is for the physicians uh, and the hospitals for these materials and, and what they are actually paying. And it's not just drugs, it's lab tests. Uh, blood tests, all sorts of different things that are done that they get charged an arm and a leg for because they're insured. Um, but with that copay that they've got, you know, it's it's still not affordable for a lot of people to even utilize the insurance they have. Sure. How are you able to actually get the prices down to where you get them? We just ask for reasonable prices from our lab vendors like Quest or LabCorp, and then we wholesale the medications from the same wholesalers that the big box pharmacies or the hospitals buy the medications from, but we don't mark them up because our patients are already paying us a membership fee, you know, 50 bucks a month, $70 a month to be a part of our service. And then we give as much value as possible. We want to give people as much value for their healthcare dollar as possible. So yeah, you're right. If you, let's say you want to check your cholesterol, you go to the hospital, they might bill your insurance 150. And if you have to pay 20% of that, that's still 30 bucks the actual cost of a cholesterol test is $6. And that's what we charge our patients in our office. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if, for somebody that, uh, you know, again, may find themselves in a very high deductible plan, which uh, that would be me, um, uh, you know, it seems to make a lot of sense. You, you, your membership fee is based on the age of the patient, correct? It's it's less the, the younger you are because you're going to need less health care. Uh, but it seems to me the two, that's a way of getting relatively young, healthy people to actually go to the doctor incenting them to actually go to the doctor and keep track of their health as opposed to waiting until something is problematic. Exactly. I mean, it's we ha we do take care of all ages and stages. Our, our youngest patient is six months and our oldest is 101 years old. But, our, you know, typically we're seeing people, you know, 30 to 55, 30 to 60 years of age. 
And these are the folks that typically fall between the cracks who have a high deductible health insurance plan and they find it unaffordable to get the primary care services that they need. So they skimp on it and they let things go until they're a bigger problem. Um, in our model, we find that people like to come in every three, six months, every year, just to stay on top of things and make sure that they stay healthy. And we're happy to provide that you know, immediacy, more frequent visits for folks. I'd like to remind folks, my guest right now is Dr. Paul Thomas. He is the owner of Plum Health. They are about to open a new office over at the corner, Michigan and Trumbull there, where the old Tiger Stadium used to be. Right now, they're operating out of uh, southwest Detroit over near the old train station. Uh, we're talking about direct primary care. And a quick reminder as well, Paul has written a book on this subject called Direct Primary Care, The Cure for Our Broken Health Care System. Uh, what has been the reaction from your patients thus far uh, to this? Because, you know, attracting those first patients might not have been that easy when you're saying, hey, I've got a new way of doing this. It's a monthly subscription fee, and this way you're going to get discounts on, on all these other procedures. Were people leery at first? Um, you know, I, it was all about educating people, and that's the hardest part about running this sort of business is if you're doing something different, you have to educate people on how it's different and why it's better and how they can benefit from it. And once people understand, um, they get it, they understand it, they want to be a part of it. And that's helped us grow. And the more media we've received, the more blog posts we write, um, the more reviews that our current patients leave for us, the more people want to reach out to us. So it was all about, you know, getting in the first few customers and helping them to spread the word for us. And people have been really positive, you know, We've had a lot of good like Google reviews and Facebook reviews and a lot of word of mouth referrals that has helped us grow. And at some point, uh, I, I mean, are you limited at all in, in the types of services that you can provide? I mean, obviously, you don't go to your doctor for surgery, your primary care physician. That's not what they're there for. But can you basically do everything that somebody would do when they went to, uh, you know, perhaps their their uh just the regular doctor's office? Not that you're not a regular doctor. You are an MD. It's not what I'm suggesting. Yeah. But I'm saying, can you pretty much provide all the same services somebody would get at their regular doctor's office? Yeah, exactly. A direct primary care physician can do exactly what a fee-for-service doctor would do. And that fee-for-service is the traditional, you know, doctor's office. But, you know, we can do it one better. You know, we, we set up one-hour appointments for our new patients. We set up 30-minute follow-up appointments. I pride myself on seeing my patients on time, if not early. You know, our 1 o'clock patient today arrived at 12.50, so I saw him at 12.50. And, you know, that's the way we like to deliver our service. It's We're really focused on our patients and making sure that they have a great experience in our office. The other thing that I'm just I'm intrigued by is what the reaction has been from the rest of the healthcare world about what you're doing right now? Have you gotten a lot of support from physicians or are the insurance companies feeling threatened by this model? Uh, has there been any pushback? Yeah, there's really been no pushback. Um, a lot of the doctors are really genuinely excited for me. I've gotten a lot of support from my alma mater, Wayne State. They they named me um, like the top recent graduate. They gave me an award for um, this past year for doing something innovative in the primary care space. So I've got a lot of support from Wayne State University School of Medicine, which has been great. And I've been largely, I would say, ignored by the larger health insurance systems, larger hospital systems. You know, I've asked um, some of the hospital CEOs or CFOs uh, to refer patients our way because I know, like specifically hospitals, if you admit somebody for COPD 
and they come back within 30 days, um, they lose money. On the, it's called like uh, they get dinged for readmission within 30 days. So I've offered, sure. hey, if you don't have a robust primary care network in Detroit, which you don't, I'm here and I'm happy to help you with your patients. And I've been largely ignored because I'm not a system doctor. I'm not part of like the big box hospital. Um, so it, it's kind of mixed. I, I get embraced by certain groups like my university, but I'm not like uh, embraced by bigger hospitals, bigger healthcare insurance systems. Well, I mean, obviously this has the potential. If enough people start latching onto this, it, it will get noticed. Um, and, and you mentioned that there are some other places in the country where this is starting to gain some traction as well. Uh, what do you expect to see in terms of, of direct primary care and, and the future of this? I, obviously, you're the first one here in, in Metro Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you expecting to see some competition soon? Well, and, and that would be great because really, you know, I, a typical doctor needs 2,500 patients. And in our practice, uh, each doctor caps out at about, at about 500 patients. And that allows us to see fewer patients in a day and spend more time with our patients. So even if there was another doctor that wanted to open up a DPC practice right next door to me, it would be welcomed because we each need 500 patients to be successful. And the truth is this model has really grown. When I started my practice in 2016, there are only about 400 doctors across the country doing this model. And now there's 1,200 doctors practicing in the DPC. Um, I, I was the second doctor to do this in Michigan. And now there's about 10 or 12 doctors doing this in Michigan. So we've seen uh, a lot of growth, you know, uh, in, in Michigan and nationwide. So I'm really excited to be a part of the leading edge of this movement and, and helping doctors transition into direct primary care as well. Dr. Paul Thomas, my guest right now, owner of Plum Health. We're talking about direct primary care, a new model of healthcare here in this uh, in, in this area. Um, you know, I, I want to give people an idea before they sit there and just decide to ditch their health insurance or or switch plans. You know, from from your perspective, what is a good mix? What what should people do if they want to join your practice, do this kind of thing? What would be the right type of coverage model for them? Sure. You know, you really have to deal with. You have to work with whatever you're comfortable with in terms of your health insurance coverage. I say health insurance is a financial tool to protect you from bankruptcy, just like your auto insurance or just like your your home insurance. So if you think of it from that perspective, then you can select a coverage plan that works for you. And if you enroll in our service, you get really comfortable with our health care service and you feel like you can drop down a coverage level on your insurance and Maybe you have a higher uh, deductible with a lower monthly premium. Um, perhaps you could save money over the long term. But it's really, you know, you're pairing this so that you, number one, get great health care, which is from our office, and then you're protected from a catastrophic event like a heart attack or a stroke. So I really encourage people to try our service out for a few months and then make a decision about their insurance coverage. Sure. I, I want to go back to one thing. I mean, I, I think the price differential between what you charge uh, and what the insurance companies get charged for these procedures is, it's alarming, yeah. frankly. Uh, I mean, the markup there obviously pays for a whole lot of different things. Uh, and it's, so it's not just, it's not entirely unjustified. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. But you mentioned the typical MRI cost of, what, $3,000 that you might be, that your insurance company might get charged. And if it's your auto insurance company getting charged, it's more oh, than yeah, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. What would you charge for an MRI? Yeah, you know, the cash pay price for an MRI is two hundred ninety-seven dollars. 
you know, if, if you want an MRI of your knee or your shoulder or your elbow or your hand, it'd be about 300 bucks. You know, if you need an MRI of your, of your head, uh, also $300, but if you needed contrast, it would push it up to $600. So you're, you're in that range for those, that type of test. You know, if you want a chest x-ray, you know, it's $40, $38 for that CT scan. Likewise, you know, 250 to $350. That's just remarkably different in terms of, of what you'd be paying uh, for another system. So, I mean, that, that in itself is the part that I think floors people. And, and a lot of people may ask then, where, how do you make any money doing this? Do you make any money doing this? And can you? Well, you can make money doing this. I probably have a lower price point than most who are practicing in the direct care model. But, you know, I make a good living. But most importantly, you know, I have autonomy. I can take care of my patients on my own terms, and I can treat people how they would like to be treated. And I'm really excited about this model because it gives doctors and patients, you know, it's like it becomes a two-way street because if you don't love our service, you don't have to pay us and you can find another doctor. But I'm really incentivized to give the best care possible to my patients, and it's rewarding to have those genuine relationships with people and um you know, develop that rapport that you can't have when you're seeing, you know, 25 patients a day in eight or 10 minutes per patient. It's just leaving the, the fee-for-service system was the best thing I've ever done in my medical career. Well, doctor, I mean, obviously you've got this clinic, you're moving into a new location, uh, which is probably going to be a, obviously a new building. Uh, that's always nice mm -hmm. uh, to be able to do something along those lines. But this almost seems like it's got franchise potential. Um, and I don't know how much of a, you consider yourself a businessman, but is this the kind of thing you could imagine a whole bunch of Plum Health clinics around the area? Yeah, it's definitely possible. It would have to be the right doctor, the right location, and, you know, the right buy-in from the community. You know, a lot of the work, there's a lot of work that has to go in up front to make sure that the people in the neighborhood want something like this and... You know, so it would, under the right conditions, I wouldn't rule it out. It's just I don't have anything actively in the works right now, but it's a, definitely a possibility. Well, we certainly uh, are excited to see you doing this. I think it's a great idea, that, you know, and, and frankly, giving people options is, is hugely, hugely important. Um, and just out of curiosity real fast, why was the city of Detroit important for you to locate in? You know, I was born here. My family is from here. My grandmother Great-grandmother immigrated here when she was 16 from Poland and moved to Hamtramck. And I did my medical education here. I volunteered at uh, Cass Clinic since I was you know, 16, 17 years old. And that's where I really fell in love with the practice of medicine, developing relationships with people who are underinsured and uninsured and providing a great deal of value for people. So it really just made sense for me to continue serving in a place that um, could use my services and where I could be impactful and do meaningful work. I, I don't think my work would be as meaningful if it were in a wealthier suburb. And I don't think I'd be as excited to get up every day um, if, I weren't do, if I were doing it in any other place than Detroit, because this is where you know, my whole life has been and where I, where I feel passionately about. All right. Well, Dr. Thomas, we certainly appreciate your time today. And again, if you want information, the website is Plum Health. 
dpc.com. You can find all the information there about the practice, about the doctors that are working there right now, and the concept. And also, I think one of the cool things here, Paul, is that there's a ton of transparency on this site. You've got all your prices for tests that you can download the PDFs for. Mm -hmm. People can get an idea of what they might be looking at before they come in for the procedures. That is something, I think, in itself that is revolutionary for the healthcare system. I applaud you for that, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, it's all up there. It's all available. And we want everybody to know how inexpensive healthcare actually is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the takeaway, I suppose. Uh, but uh, we'll see if uh, people take you up on it. I, like I said, I think it's a fantastic concept. We appreciate your time, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the conversation. Dr. Paul Thomas from Plum Health joining us here on the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Thanks for listening to the show today. A reminder, coming up tomorrow, it is the week that was. Alan Langle, Nancy Derringer, and I will break down the news of the week, and it has been a contentious week. Lots to digest there, so we'll get into all that fun stuff. And again, we always try to have fun with this, too, so don't take it too seriously. If you disagree with my take on something, it is not personal. This is the way I feel about stuff. That's okay. We can disagree. Remember that. We are allowed to disagree in this country, and that's a good thing. Anyway, also, quick reminder, coming up next week, I'm going to be having a conversation with my friend Pete Ripmaster. You're going to want to hear this one. I'm probably going to have it on Monday or Tuesday, but Pete is a guy who's not only an ultra-marathoner, but he also won the Iditarod race a few years ago. And again, not the Iditarod with the sled dogs. This is the one where you actually run the entire 1,000-mile length, averaging over 30 miles a day for almost 30 days. Think about that for just a second. It's a ridiculous feat. Uh, but he's an interesting guy and somebody that I think you're going to want to hear from. So that'll be on next week's show. So look for Pete Ripmaster then. Anyway, send me an email, thecraigfollyshow at gmail.com. Find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, whatever else, any of those social media platforms, um, minus a couple of the racy ones that I do not hang out on. Sorry about that. Anyway, we'll talk again. See you tomorrow for the week that was. Thanks for listening today. Appreciate it very much. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit.